we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker. She is Simone Roche, and currently, and this hasn't been the case, Simone, this year, we're both in a city where it's raining. (laughs) Have you moved? Have you come back to the UK? (laughs) It's rained for the first time in Arizona this week for 110 days. 110 days no rain everyone here is beside themselves with excitement that it's raining and I'm like yeah I've seen a lot of that I know what that stuff is don't worry about it (laughs) wow good good for the cactus though right absolutely they need a little bit of a drink bless them all good stuff so we've got loads to talk about this week first up what a fantastic online get together we had last week with hashtag NPW cheers even if I only had a brew on it was brilliant Oh, do you know, it was great. We were really adamant that we were, we were going to celebrate this, this autumn, this winter period. We wanted to try and have that uplift. You know, we were due to have the rescheduled awards on the, uh, the seventh, which was obviously the MPW Cheers night. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure we could bring people together, um, to raise a brew as you did, as many did, or to raise a glass of something sparkly, whatever anyone fancied, whether they were in their PJs or in their, their fancy frocks. It was, it was just brilliant. It was good just to, you know, get people together and ask them, you know, ask them who their cheer for the year was, ask them who their, the song that got them through, who was the person that got them through. And equally, like really importantly, who, you know, high-fiving themselves. So that was, it was great. It was great. Me and um, Northern Powerman and I uh, were in the MSP studios playing dress up in our, our Santa jumpers and stuff like that so it was great it was great actually it was it, it was great to be able to virtually uh bring people together in the in the twitter sphere and it was, it was a bit like a, a bit like the warm-up really because um as you will have seen as well we've we've now um made the announcement that the date of the 2020 awards will be the 8th of March 2021 but we know that all makes sense right um <laughs> uh, and, and it's challenging. You know, I've been really, really waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to bring together, you know, everybody in Manchester Central or in a venue together uh, to celebrate because I'm not, you know, never been prepared to just do the event, get out of the way. It's just not how we roll. The, you know, the awards are such a, a hugely invested program, if you like. You know, we, we started on this in August last year. Can you believe it? Mm. Um, where we start, you know, getting people to unearth those role models, taking the time to write in for people and, um, and then equally getting people to, to respond and come out of their own comfort zones and imposter syndromes to, to, you know, that's why the awards exist to get people to fight off the imposter syndrome. So there was never any way we're going to just make do on this. So we had a, like you say, it was a brilliant night on the, on, on the seventh for MPW cheers and that, 
will just whet your appetite for the show we are going to bring to you in in March. We're also going to double it up to to kind of really put a whole umbrella over International Women's Day as well, which will have been the day before. So we want to make this the ultimate show. You know, people talk about virtual events and oh well, oh, I'm just going to be sat on Zoom doing this. No, we we want it to be. We we want and we will make it energetic. We will make it to be inclusive. We want you to be part of this conversation. We want you to feel proud that you either supporting, you're nominated, you're a partner. You know, that's, it's really important to us that, you know, it, it, it is that recognition representation. You can hear me going on about it because it's, it has been a really tough decision uh, to make um, because, you know, as you know, when we postponed, we were only four days out. So everything was done. Everything was created. Everything was Paid Spend, for. Paid, let's let's paid. not beat around the bush. It was uh, paid for. Yeah, yeah, and that's another you know another thing as well. You know, people have paid for tickets, paid for tables. You know, we want to make sure people have a a great event and not just you know we don't want we don't sounds awful, isn't it? You, you know, I've literally been sleepless, sleepless nights about it because you don't want people. Oh well, it's not happening now. Then you've just got to give me your money back. You know, and I'm like, well. It's it's a real it's a real challenge. It's a real challenging situation to to sort of be in. But the great thing I'm very proud of back in March, you know, we paid every supplier, so we always pay more suppliers first. So everything is paid, everything is invested in, bought, ready to go. We're just we're just, we're going to do it in a different way. We're going to do it in a different way. We're going to do it in a memorable way. Um, and we're going to do it in a way that is makes the 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 class of twenty twenty truly recognised and truly celebrated. So I'm excited to do something uh, different, and I think we'll watch the we'll watch the uh, the climate as well. We'll watch where we're at, you know. And if we can, we you know we're we're, we're uh, EY our headline partners. We're looking at how we can maybe can we create some virtual hubs? Can we create that? You know, if we can't get everyone together, is there somewhere maybe? We can get some people too in small numbers or whatever. We don't know. We're just going to have to watch as yeah. the, the vaccine kicks in. And so, so it's a, we'll move into hybrid. We'll flex with this because we want to create the show that is worthy of your recognition, you know? So that's, that's what's really important. So to, no one needs to think that we're just putting a Zoom code out there and you can, you join along. We want this to be, well, it is a production. It's, it's what we do. Make sure you keep on listening, keep on watching on Twitter, on LinkedIn on Instagram and of course online northernpowerwomen.com all the details but it will be a fantastic show yeah we're not going to be sat at our kitchen table with a brew going oh and the winner is uh, someone it's going to be a big event so please do come and get involved and included and engaged because it's going to be uh, not long to go it's only three months isn't it it's going to go very quickly indeed (laughs) hooray no don't panic don't panic don't panic Um, look um, that's really exciting can't wait to find out more about that and and be involved with that of course as 2021 I can't believe we're nearly there kicks in but what I love about this time of year even in a crazy year like 2020 is all these lists come out and I'm a big fan of a list Simone Roche and one that really (laughs) caught my eye this week was that Forbes have brought out the 2020 most powerful women in the world list do you know who number one is if you haven't seen I have actually seen the image but I hadn't I couldn't actually see who was top uh Kamala Kamala Harris is number three, actually. She's oh. very much up there. I mean, I reckon this time next year she is going to be number one. But of course, she is the incumbent vice president, first ever woman of colour to hold a, a senior office. Well, that senior in office. Of course, you had Condoleezza Rice and, and other women of colour who've been kind of in top places in the White House, but never at vice president level. So I'm really excited to see what she brings 
Could it be Michelle or Jacinda? No, Michelle in Michelle Obama is not in the top ten actually that I saw. She's definitely not in the top five. I mean, she's someone who does fantastic work, but it's about that power, isn't it? So I find yeah. that that's fascinating. Jacinda is not in there either in that top five. <gasps> number one, Angela Merkel, number wow, one okay. in the Forbes uh, 2020 Most Powerful Women. Number two, it's the president of the European Central Bank. She's had quite a lot on her plate this year as Christine Lagarde. <laughs> I think it's fair <laughs> enough to say. So there she is at number two. Kamala is number three, Kamala Harris. Number four, another woman who's been quite busy with a few bits and bobs she's had on her plate is Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Commission, <laughs> who, yeah, was uh, actually having dinner with Boris, wasn't she, last week? And And number five, she is a woman who obviously is injecting us with the vaccine and putting chips into our brain so she can control us, according to vast swathes of uh, crazy social media users. Melinda Gates of uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah. So and the work that she does is just incredible. So really excited to see her actually up there. And it's it's interesting, you know. We 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 talked about the uh, the traits of leadership report that we're doing with uh, Teesside University, and and they're the names, they're the names yeah. that come up in. And it's interesting that I threw in, didn't I? Obviously, you know, everyone throws in. We all love Michelle Obama. I, I love Michelle Obama, you but you know, love I do. Obama. I, I, but yeah, but it, it's interesting, isn't it? The difference, the power, the influence, the different. But how great is it that you know you've got women that we've just mentioned, Jacinda. You've got Michelle, who are not in that list because there's even more kick-ass, powerful women and and using power in a in a different global influence way. So it's uh, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and I cannot, I can't wait to be bringing out and talking about the traits. Those traits are those individual leaders because they're all different yeah. and Angela Merkel was definitely somebody that we talked about quite early on I think you know um, and it's probably somebody that I think oh actually I don't know whether I see her as that because you see her you could see her as always quite stern or quite serious but actually it you know being powerful doesn't mean to say you have to be happy-go-lucky high-fiving all the time does it? No, absolutely not. And it is it is interesting to see those different forms of leader. When you see, you know, Kamala Harris and, and Angela Merkel, two incredibly powerful women, great leaders, but as you said, in completely different ways, you know, completely different ways. So as I said, I'm excited to see uh, Kamala sort of emerge, I suppose, onto this world stage that she was clearly destined to be part of as uh, 2021 moves on. So happy days. Now, look, talking of great leaders and inspirational people, should we get life lessons in our lives for this week? Who have we got? Oh, Abigail Reed. She's a freelance journalist, copywriter and teacher. And we met at the start of this year at an event, one of our role model events in Spinning Fields. Um, and she writes for The Voice newspaper. And I think she is the sole Northern representative for The Voice for a national um, newspaper. Um, and she is a passionate writer. And, and what did she say? She's unfortunate enough to make a living from it. But she's got she's got such a wealth of experience out there and and just is Brilliant. I love these life lessons. These were one. They actually did pick me up this week because it's been one of those weeks. I'm Abigail Reed. I'm a freelance journalist, copywriter, and teacher. Tell us about an important role model in your life. Well, that would be a former employer who is now a very close friend. At the time I met her, I was working casually for a local newspaper. I went into her organisation to interview her and I was immediately struck by how this small woman exuded so much authority. She was in control. Not long after she offered me a role in the organisation, I accepted. 
What I learnt from her was that as a manager, you're not expected to be superwoman and do it all. She was great at delegating, but I think her greatest skill was finding the right people to delegate tasks to. She's a person of action and will talk the talk and walk the walk. And that's what I admire about her. She gets things done. She's taught me to work with the right people and not people you have to carry, to work with compassion for others, and most importantly, to have high expectations. What's one piece of advice that really stuck with you? Last year, I attended a British Council conference for creatives. Here I met people from many different creative professions. And one thing that struck me was that like me, there were people who didn't fit into one itemized box. In fact, they fit quite a few. I remember listening to one of the speakers who touched on this subject and we were advised to embrace that aspect of our professional lives because adaptability was one of the key requirements for people in the future workforce. In fact, the title of the conference could just as easily have been piecework, we were told, because it was an accurate description of how we all worked. That advice may seem insignificant to many, but I'm someone who's always enjoyed working on many different things and at times simultaneously. I get a real buzz out of it, but I felt as though I should be more linear in my approach to work or narrow myself down to one thing because of everyone else's expectations. But this advice struck a chord with me and it was from that point that I truly accepted that this is who I am, how I work, and not only am I pretty good at it, I'm also fiercely equipped to flourish in an ever-changing workforce. What advice would you pass on to someone starting their career today? Well, I would say that whilst exams and qualifications are important, they are not the only weight your applications will carry. Develop yourself in other areas, learn new skills and keep up with technology. Diversify. The workforce of today and tomorrow will not lend itself to having one career for the rest of your life. Be adaptable and embrace changes. Never be afraid of it. Believe in yourself first and foremost, because from what I've observed, it's the people with confidence, self-belief, determination and resilience who succeed and are most fulfilled. Not always the people with the highest qualifications. There'll be times when you're going to get knocked back, knocked down or you just outright fail. But some of the most successful people have failed many times and this is where resilience comes into play. Give yourself time to heal, then put your next strategy together. When have you faced imposter syndrome and what did you do about it? Well, I would face imposter syndrome every time I wrote something and submitted that writing to be read by someone else. I was always waiting for that call to say, Abigail, what is this? This isn't good enough. In the whole of my writing career, that call never came. What I did was I made a mental list of my achievements and I realised that actually I've achieved quite a lot. I had to remind myself that none of these opportunities dropped in my lap. They were the result of sheer hard work. I'm not just a writer, I'm a great writer. And if I want to achieve the goals I've set for myself, I need to keep that at the forefront of my mind. That was me, not an imposter. When have you taken a risk and what happened? Well, when I completed my PGCE, I was offered a full-time teaching job at the school I was working at. I absolutely loved the job and the children, and I cried buckets when I made the decision and when it was announced in assembly, but I knew that I still wanted to pursue work in other areas and not be confined to one workplace, so I turned that offer down. I didn't exactly have anything lined up, and I hadn't mapped out entirely what I was going to do. I just knew that I wanted to combine my new skills with the skills I already had prior to teaching. So I set up in business as a freelance copywriter and tutor, 
the tutoring work came in without any advertising whatsoever, just word of mouth. And within a couple of months, I started writing for the Voice newspaper and other writing work began to roll in. Soon I was rushed off my feet and I really didn't have to do much for all of that to happen. If I was single with no children, then perhaps it wouldn't have been too great a risk to take. But I'm married, two children, I have mortgage, I have bills to pay, but eventually the risk paid off. Thank you so much to the wonderful Abigail Reed for your life lessons this week. What I loved particularly about what she said was there's no need to narrow down your skill set. You can have this sort of multi-hyphenated career. I mean, there's that phrase, isn't it, that I grew up with, as I'm sure you did as well, oh, jack of all trades, master of none. And as someone who is a presenter, producer, podcast coach, editor, writer, I do sometimes think, oh gosh, you know, should I just focus in on one thing and just do one thing? And then I think, no, because actually my life would be incredibly boring. And I like having lots of different things on my plate every day and playing lots and lots of different roles. So thank you very much, Abigail, for that. And I, and I love as well, she talked about the risk paying off right at the end there. So love it. You know what I'm going to say, Simone? Don't you? Want to hear, please? Want to hear from you. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, the hundredth time, whatever it may be, and you haven't sent your life lessons, we would so love to hear from you. Do get in touch. Bob us an email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. And it could be you appearing on this podcast very, very soon indeed. It's dead easy. It'll take five minutes of your time. But really, this is the bit that we know people absolutely love listening to. So thank you. Now, you know, I mentioned I'm a fan of lists, Simone Roche. <laughs> lists you are. Is there a new one? There's another one. As I said, this time of year, all the lists come out, don't they? And one that really pleased me was Google have released their top search terms of 2020. <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a bit of a... So guess what number one, the number one search for word was in 2020 in the United Kingdom. It's not hard. What do you reckon? COVID. Pretty much coronavirus was, of course, the coronavirus, the most searched for word. How to, you know, people go how to and what, (laughs) what do you think the biggest search for how to phrases were? Uh, Oh, how to cure coronavirus. No, it's much more DIY Uh, than that. How to make a face mask was number one. (laughs) The number one how-to question. Number two, how to make hand sanitizer at home. The second most searched for. Number three, how to make bread. (laughs) We knew it would be in there, right? Oh, where's the how to to do a jigsaw? Where's that? (laughs) Bizarrely, how to cut your own hair was also in there in the top 10. Number six, how to cook eel. How is that the most searchful thing? Where did oh. that come from? Oh, no. I don't know. That makes me feel a bit ill. <laughs> it's really bizarre. In who questions, the first who was who won the election. I think we all know the answer, even though some people won't accept it. And uh, so many more brilliant ones, all about DIY hand sanitizer, DIY click and collect. But then it was talking about the top five most searched for terms and coronavirus was number one. US election was number two. And number three really struck me, actually, because it made me realise what a long year 2020 has been, in fact, because the number three, the third most searched for word or phrase or name in 2020 in the United Kingdom was Caroline Flack. Wow. And I thought, oh my goodness, 
it this shows what a long year this has actually been because if you'd asked me when Caroline Flack died I I would have sworn oh it must have been a couple of years ago you know that's how long it feels since that awful awful loss of Caroline so that sort of made me you know reflect I suppose on everything that has gone on in this year and and how long it's been for all of us Oh my goodness, I can't believe that. Gosh, I would I would absolutely have said the same. You know, definitely. Gosh, that was a couple of years ago. Funny actually, I, I we just done we're doing a 12 days of Christmas uh reflecting on the the 12 months that we have just had. Yeah. And I I had to go back and look in the Jeremy to June cuz one of the team who's doing it wasn't here then. I was looking at what what we were doing in January. What and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I couldn't even remember." And it's funny you talk the reason I say that is we recorded the uh, the podcast in Bradford in February for when we used to take our podcast on the road. And yeah. we had Nicola Chance Thompson, you know, lovely Nicola. Yeah. And she was talking about how she had um, joined that campaign. She was getting trolling and she had gone, um, who would she engage with? Who's the Hollywood star? Oh, gosh, it's going to come back to me now, Nikki. But Nikki, he he came in and he was a friend of Caroline Flax. And he was kind of advocating for this. This is not good. We need to call this behavior out. And so much so, where are we? Nine months, 10 months down the line now, Nikki is talking about that in in house of parliament i know Brilliant. sorry this is not the, the the light end to the podcast as normal but it's sort of that reflection of gosh i cannot believe that you're, you're right yeah. that was this year but yeah. uh wow wow february february she died i know and i think it's important when we do reflect on on everything that has gone on because it has been tough for so many of us and it continues to be so but my gosh a lot has happened this year and i know it feels like it's gone by in a flash and a whisker and all the rest of it but Actually, and we're going to reflect more in the next couple of weeks, actually, about everything we have achieved and everything we're going to look forward to in 2021 as well. So listen out next week because we would love you to get in touch. We've got a few questions we want to ask you to come and get involved so uh, you can come and join in the conversation. So, yes, excited for that. Absolutely. And just one thing from the uh, the MPW Cheers we did earlier this week, it was really interesting. Some of the songs that we had uh, that we asked, you know, what, what, what songs got you through? So we've created a Northern Power Women Spotify playlist, which we'll share in the show notes. We've got Things Can Only Get Better, We Are Warriors, <laughs> Unstoppable, Optimistic, Bring It All Back, The Only Way Is Up, Back to Life. So just some of those just did make me, made me chuckle a little bit. So, um, yeah brilliant so yeah and actually please keep those coming as well because we've got to have some uplift um, but we've also got to have this reflection and uh, we we love reflecting with you guys as well perfect stuff be brilliant do get in touch please podcast at northernpowerwomen.com we can get on twitter at north power women so there you go thank you so so much for listening as ever the next episode of the northern power women podcast is coming your way on monday december the 21st until then take care have a great rest of your week the northern power women podcast is a what goes on media production